suffering is almost a catalyst, right, to push us on the path. And what I see happen on a collective level, more and more people are suffering because there's something bigger happen. Let's talk from the spiritual perspective. Uh, there's a divine force, the supermental consciousness, if Sri Aurobindo, as Sri Aurobindo from Integral Yoga would say, is, is trying to anchor itself during this time of transition, mm. right? But it is bringing up everything that is not aligned with truth, right? Mm. So it is not this like all of a sudden everything will be in paradise, but it brings up everything we have not looked at, we haven't yes. felt, we have avoided. And a lot of, for a lot of people that is very intense, yes. right? They're going through a lot of... Um, tribulations, you yes. know, and, and their personal lives emotionally, but it needs the vessel needs to clear itself, right, within so we can truly anchor the divine. Yes. And that's just a very intense process right now. Boom, what's up everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakyan. We are on site in the beautiful Topanga, California. We are now going to be talking about spiritual awakening. We have Bernard Gunther joining us on the show. Hi, Bernard. Hey, Alan. Thanks for having me on again. For round three this time. <laughs> round three. Yeah, that's what happens. Our spirits go and level up, and then they come back and engage and see what has evolved. What I'm has transpired. What has transpired, <laughs> yes, yes. For those who don't know Bernard's background, Bernard is the founder of Piercing the Veil of Reality, which is a collection of various articles, videos, and essays ranging from esotericism, the occult, psychology, history, and shamanism relating to the matrix control system, the process of awakening, the evolution of consciousness, and the time of transition we are in right now. You can find the link in the bio below to veilofreality.com as well as the YouTube page. All right, Bernard, it's been a lot of fun evolving for me since the last time we talked on the show I've definitely had a deeper more divine connection to source to all that is to that oneness to that feeling and it's been so beautiful that it's even become this first principle thing that I'm just starting to say how ridiculous is it that so many of us are disconnected from that source we're so disconnected from that nature and even the indigenous wisdom around the world are saying that same thing that our disconnection from that nature is the reason why we have all of the issues that have arisen in our world will you speak about the connection to source what that is for you and also our disconnection from nature yeah it is all interrelated connection to source then we bring in words like the divine or god which God in itself can be quite a trigger word. It has been for me in my own process because I feel we all of us are become disillusioned or disappointed with dogmatic religion, the major religions of this God outside ourselves, you know, supposedly this authority um, ruling over us and punishing us if we're sinful. And we see how much damage, death, uh, and, and everything. Disaster dogmatic religion has created over the years with the missionaries and all of that. So, you know, I can understand that people, you know, remove themselves from anything to do with anything divine or God, and then people jump the f uh, ship and become atheists, so to speak, right? And the materialistic view. Shift to the other and polarity. They out the pole, but then, as I like to say, the baby's being, being thrown out with the bathwater, right? And in my own process, I've also I've always had done deeper work, psychological work, spiritual work uh, as well. But then, you know, throughout the years, I also came face to face with the divine of God and aligning with this higher power, mm. right? And seeing there's something else, you know, I need to align myself with. And that is the divine to work, let the, the divine work through me like, mm. a, like a vessel, like a channel. But it is nothing outside of myself. 
Right, well, it is outside myself, inside it is all that is. It's pantheism. All is God. Exactly, and expresses it itself, himself, herself in various disguises, you know, and we're just playing this hide and seek. And, um, but our world, you know, we're also in the, in the Dark Ages, the Kali Yuga, where we're very much removed from God, from the Divine, mm. which we can never be fully separated from, it's just mm. the illusion, but we live yeah. in the world, our modern world, the first world we're so proud of, which is so much removed from nature and spirit. You know, we live in a very artificial life that is not in tune with who we truly are. Mm -hmm. And that's how also, you know, these forces, what I talk about, the magic control system, other occult forces, how they operate to keep us spiritually retarded, so to speak, right? Yes. To keep us spiritually disconnected so they can use us as a food source through the manipulations and all of that. And, um, you know, keep us polarizing each other, keep us in constant conflict, fear, physical survival and divide and conquer is the name of the game which we see even nowadays you know it's all especially in the you know that's a whole other topic but in the political sphere like the polarization yes. is just insane of yes. left versus yes. right and all yes. of that and the friction <coughs> but you know and I see a lot of what people are going through what the, the reason they're suffering they're very in various causes we have all our wounds and traumas and all of that but it's also because we're trying to adjust to a world that's completely out of tune with nature and spirit yes and I, th I think I might have used a quote before on your show like to repeat Krishnamurti, Krishnamurti it's no uh, measure of health to be well adjusted to a profoundly sick society yes and I feel a lot of people they're dealing with quote-unquote depression quote-unquote mental illness I say quote-unquote because for me it's not an, it's not something mental it's just a spiritual disease a spiritual disconnection yes and, and depression or anything we feel you know of about ourselves our lives it's not necessarily a mental illness or let alone a chemical imbalance it's just the soul's cry to adjust to a world where pathology has become normalized to not yes. do that so depression is actually a healthy response of a intact spiritual immune system mm -hmm. and there needs to be an internal adjustment yes and the whole point like we want to also transcend the whole you know what we all want to transcend or go over is suffering nobody wants to suffer we don't want to see suffering in the world we don't like to suffer the more and that we feel depression that's the immune system's response to our spiritual fragmentation so and the more that we can observe that and really realize it the more we can readjust ourselves back to that divine connection to source and then the spiritual fragmentation heals and the depression heals yeah it's like okay that's that's kind of simplified view but definitely there's truth to that but you know if depression can also be related to everyday stuff like also wounds and traumas which we carry to varying degrees you know i've uh, talked about this a lot with my wife laura we have done several podcasts ab about it about trauma and trauma we all traumatized to varying degrees wounded right trauma the, uh, the root word is wound and it can be big t trauma severe trauma some of us have experience in childhood physical sexual abuse and all of that right but all of us carry little t traumas just because none of our parents have been perfect you know we um, um, everyday stress relationship issues whatever can create we, we take on a lot of stuff right and we never fully process it emotionally so that can also then result in depression later on because we haven't really uh, allow ourselves feel certain feelings we don't feel comfortable with we avoid we avoid right it's the constant pursuit of pleasure and avoidance of pain and when and then it gets 
manifests in the body, it gets stuck away into the unconscious, into the shadow, like in Jungian psychology, but at some point it has to resolve itself, it has to come out, you know, and if we don't do it consciously, it can result also in psychological, quote-unquote, issues, depression and mm -hmm. whatnot. And our greatest traumas actually have the greatest treasures on the other side exactly of them. that's like that's what we find now that's what i meant mentioned before there's a whole paradox which i noticed too like we all want to transcend suffering we don't want to suffer and through spiritual work deeper psychotherapeutic work somatic work and enchanted spiritual work we can then transcend suffering right to connect with who we truly are uh, but ironically in the same sense i see myself without suffering suffering is almost a catalyst right to push us on the path and what I see happen on a collective level more and more people are suffering because there's something bigger happen let's talk from the spiritual perspective uh, there's a divine force the supermental consciousness if Sri Aurobindo, as Sri Aurobindo from Integral Yoga would say is, is trying to anchor itself during this time of transition mm. right but it is bringing up everything that is not aligned with truth right mm. so it is not this like all of a sudden everything will be in paradise but it brings up everything we have not looked at we haven't yes. felt we have avoided and a lot of a lot of people that is very intense yeah right? they're going through a lot of um, tribulations, you yes. know, and, and their personal lives emotionally, but it needs, the vessel needs to clear itself, right, within so we can truly anchor the divine. Yes. And that's just a very intense process right now. And and I see what's happening in the world, it's, it's, it's over and over the same people get distracted by the shadows on the wall. They're influenced by forces or cult forces they have no awareness of. They, they fall into this divide and conquer trap and uh you know mistake symptoms for causes and bernard it serves its purpose it serves the the, e the evil serves exactly its that, that's what i'm saying like yes. the quote-unquote evil these forces whatever you may see from a physical or hyperdimensional perspective if you also study any uh, complete esoteric teaching have their teaching function Mm -hmm. in the in yes. the bigger picture of the evolution of consciousness, consciousness yes. right they like shirobinda said they test your sincerity yes. and they tag into wherever you have your blind spots and wounds and traumas already so you can utilize them if you have more of a deep awareness occult awareness understand universal laws most importantly take self-responsibility that is key, key because yes. the the matrix control system, the way this operates, on an unseen level, they feed off of the victim blame trap. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's all like self-pity victim and, and we always want to blame something outside ourselves. So we need to take self-responsibility. Um, we did the whole second episode on sincere self-work. Exactly. That kind of you know, ties into that, right? Uh, and then and we can use it as a catalyst for the alchemical transmutation because any conflict creates friction, but it's a, it, there's an opportunity. Yeah, even with everything that's happening right now, there's an opportunity. But it's so important to spiritualize our being. And that goes back yes. to like, we can do, you know, all do the best of any social changes, institutions, new systems, and all of that, but nothing will change until we take a s deep look within and spiritualize our being. And that really back brings up the question what is every what is your relationship with the divine and god what does yes. it mean right yes. what a fundamental question that's the biggest yeah. it is what is wrong with our society where we're not all running around all the time asking ourselves and each other what is your relationship with the divine yeah Be if we were doing that we wouldn't have a profoundly sick society that we're adjusted to yeah. we would have a society that's filled with people that are trying to understand what is the purpose of the entire human life and consciousness and what is the purpose of my individual process here yeah and that would be a gorgeously flourishing society 
these fundamental questions are if they are the it seems to be the most important thing for us to focus on these fundamental questions who am i why am i here why are we here what is our connection to the divine to source and how can we figure out how to be good and these are very tough things what is love these questions but these are the most pressing questions it's just an obsession with the question we are obsessed with answers and we're obsessed with cognitive ease because it doesn't take a lot of t it's easier for me to just take a binary answer on something than it is for me to get into the nuance of what is my connection to the divine but it's worth it it's the most important i'm just so obsessed with transitioning people towards those questions yeah. and they are just ex extremely powerful no you're absolutely right the, the questions are most important but these are also questions you cannot answer just with your mind or the intellect yes right so that's that's also the trap i don't get of atheists who are just caught in the intellectual logical mind and you know that where god doesn't exist and all of that and they're also kind of looking for some sort of biblical god of outside themselves you know but um, these deeper questions you cannot the answers are there but they are not you won't get them through your mind through an intellect for your rational mind it's through an internal in internal search your inner being your true self and that transcends even our five senses right it's it's yeah. into tapping higher knowledge gnosis outside our mm -hmm. uh, you you will see the um, you know the mind and the intellect and logic has its place absolutely but we need to step out of it to not make it our master we have identified with it and we'll be able to step beyond it and that's in certain esoteric practices deep meditation they can connect you to something much higher and deeper within you and then you realize as i realized in myself you come actually face to face with the illusion of control mm. as adya shanti mm -hmm. said the deeper you go into like truly find a connection to source the divine god what whatever name we're just yes. names you know language is very limited as well to yes. name it you know yes. the dao yeah. that can yeah. be named is not the dao so we're yeah. falling yeah. into all these paradoxes and koans and, and all of that right so we just you know the finger pointing at the moon is not the moon right mm -hmm. and all of these these analogies but once you dive deeper you realize there's something else in charge here actually mm. there's something much bigger happening mm. which none of us have any control over and then you even say who is the I to begin with yes, yes. that's the biggest question yeah, and when you dive yeah. deeper most of what you think who you are it's just accumulation of experiences memories and a lot of stuff you have learned that you were programmed with is not even your own stuff yes, and that's yes. how the matrix quote unquote works as well because you've we've been programmed with beliefs ideas since childhood to education through an uh, you know official culture as i call it entertainment news that are not even that are so removed from truth that are not even our own quote unquote views right it is really just a program and then we identify with it we identify with beliefs we identify with identifications and that's a trap of identification you know even when you ask yourself who am i and then you come face to face with, with uh, you know as something obvious for example to me anyways like you call yourself an american like yeah so what you know what is that that's an artificial belief because this is just based on art and artificial whatever basically borders. as soon as we start labeling your label yeah yeah you're more than all of that you're right? more than all that you know mm -hmm. you're not like yeah. you're not you're not your passport right you are <laughs> god and to activate that within every single human that's born into the world i want to i want to actually talk about that with you so 
we're all coming from the source. We're all figuring out what our purpose is, who we are, and what is your relationship? What, what does it feel like to you to be connected to this higher purpose, for you to know yourself, this gnosis? What is it like for you to Id have identified what your North Star is, what your divine purpose is, and what does it feel like? Well, for me, it's an ongoing process. I just also, I'm not yes. awake in the true meaning of the word by any stretch of the imagination. Likewise, I'm not yes. enlightened, yes, right? Likewise. But I had certain moments I can see a trajectory. There's some sort of development, some sort of evolution. Synchronicities come. You know, and yes. also, yeah, in my reflection, I do something, I work with recapitulation, like looking back into. Uh, Aw, hi, buddy. You know, we have a little visitor. We yeah? have a visitor. <laughs> hi, buddy. Hey. It's Charlie. Charlie. Look, Charlie's here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Charlie. Hi buddy. Made an appearance on our show. <laughs> it's a famous dog now. Charlie. Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan. Hi Alan. Grant? Yeah, good, good to meet you. Am I on the show too? You're on the yeah, show now yeah. too. Shout out to Grant. <laughs> Alright, so you guys. Come on. Come on. Aw, Charlie. See you later. You're good. It's not a Guest appearance by Charlie. Yeah. Speaking about the divine, you know, Speaking God. About the divine, yeah. Spelled back backwards as God, right? So there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also going to say about recapitulation, like reflecting back, because I, I, what I realize in my own process, the awakening process is not something you find yourself somewhere else. You're where you are in the midst of life but it's like a spir spiral like i say out and in and a widening and expands on our level so i have a d i have a widening ex um, view of my life and or expansion beyond my little self and i reflect back i can see that there was another force a higher force guiding me sometimes tough grace sometimes divine grace to do the work i'm doing now because i've said mm. before i never truly planned as a career move mm. to do what i'm doing Right, I was like involved in music in, in my 20s and focused on that, but then through my own suffering, still not finding happiness, contentment, I started to question, dove deeper and that put me on this path, but I noticed many junctures in my class were like, it's the, it's the paradox between destiny, predestination and free will. Yes. But there's such a thing as true free will. Right, because that's the illusion of the ego personality mm. that mm. believes itself to completely free and independent, and mm. lives, li lives under the separation of, uh, under the illusion of separation. Yes. Right, but when I really dive in my meditation and contemplate on the my trajectory, there has been something else guiding me and moving me and synchronistically. At the same time, also working out my karma based on the universal law of cause and effect. So a lot of things that happened were already set in place eons ago. Right, but the mind cannot conceptualize it, understand it, it's beyond. So much comes into the equation the mind cannot grasp because the mind is also caught in this illusion of linear time. Right, so yes. what I've also in my own process, you know, now I'm like, I was over the past four or five years gotten deeper into uh, the integral yoga of Sri Aurobindo and the mother, which mm. is like, you know, for me, the the highest teaching to this date and what Sri Aurobindo has achieved in his, in his lifetime to really not only connect to the supermental consciousness, but really download it, so to speak, into the collective. It's just astonishing. And uh, another visitation. <laughs> he can't. <laughs> yes, yes. Stay there. Yeah. So, Surely. but it is, you know, but what I find myself more and more aligning with divine will, there's something higher that it's not about my personal will, not pushing my will into the world, 
right? So my meditation practice, I make a conscious connection to the divine. Wh what am I here to do to be of service? And the way I experience it is very subtle. It's also this, this subtle experience of seeing and feeling the interconnection of all that is, right? That there's no separation anymore. It, it's not this woo wah, you know, epiphany, enlightening experience I have. It happens on subtle levels. And I start to see the divine in others. And I see yes. also the anti divine forces, which Ryobin and many other esoteric teachers have talked about, that in opposition, mm -hmm. right? Which ironically also expression of the if one, but removed very, you know, because everything is one, but very far removed, right? There's like in, in a rebellion against the one, and they're trying to keep us in this egoistic, egotistical, selfish frequency of the matrix that thrives on separation and just lower nature indulgence and all of that. Um, but I also notice that no one is going to bail us out, right? That's also the, the religious dogmatic savior program, obviously, you know, political that someone should lead it the way and get us out of here. But no, it's about our, we are our own saviors and leaders. But the way out is truly like on a personal collective level is once we really make the step and really anchor the divine and goes back to the question who is god who am i the true this mm. that mm. question can open up is the gateway to heaven so to speak but it also can open will open up a can of worms yeah. because it will bring up everything you have avoided mm -hmm. not looked at things you have lied at in yourself right in That's order to anchor the divine we need to do that clearing process. That's the difficult work, you know, it's not like the New Age said you just like meditate and all of a sudden bring light, love and bliss. You know, my wife, she's a, she's a meditation teacher, she's studied deeply in Tibetan Buddhism and meditation, there's a tag, Tibetan Buddhism, somatic meditations in her own process and with the people she works of, if you actually meditate correctly, it brings up your shit. It's yes. not a comfortable process, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, there will be more like you know, in quote-unquote awakening, enlightening, quote-unquote experiences as well, but it will bring everything that is in the way, right, of truly anchoring and sensing the divine. And what is also important, it's not about, that's why Shri Aurobindo's work in Integral Yoga is so profound, because he's very critical of, of a lot of Eastern uh, traditions and spiritual practice in the past, the aestheticism where there was, it was all about avoiding life and escaping life. Like, no, we need to anchor the divine here in everyday life to spiritualize the world and ourselves. It's not about escaping anything. It's not mm -hmm. about going to the cave and just, or just what he called, just reach Samadhi in, in Nirvana, which he has achieved. We need to go beyond that and anchor it in here and become conscious vessels of the divine and as individuals transduces yes. and we all have then uh, that's the more we get in touch then we become with the, our divine essence and we become more aware also bring up not only clear ourselves from all the stuff that's in the way our wounds and traumas and and, and our you know quote-unquote conditioning programming but we become more in touch with our unique gifts, gifts you yes. know which we become individual transducers of the, of the divine force yeah. and then you come more in touch with something only you can provide and yes. that's also really the key to cancel out any form of comparison with others yes. and any form of competition. Yes. Because if you truly learn, that's, you know, the matrix still thrives too much on competition. There's a know? unique expression within all of us to bring our gift. And then the gift is uniquely different from the others. And then the, 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 the process of doing a really sincere hard work of inner management and inner engineering to connect with that divine do the clearing for that unique gift to be expressed fully 
and to find those, these synchronicities along the way to treat it like we're leveling up and that we need to get to expressing our gift. Otherwise, we look back 70 years and we say, what was I doing? And so that whole process of identifying that we're come from source, that we identify, we know thyself, and then we go through the process of self-work. It's also very important when you're a tuning fork, like you said, you can go out to the cave, but the real challenge is to be a, the tuning fork in the control system and, and do your best at actually raising the conscious evolution of yourself and others in the control system. And it's also something to balance out because our recording studio used to be right in downtown San Francisco. It's really hard to be a tuning fork right in the middle of the I metropolis. It's, it's very challenging. <laughs> and now you're in Topanga and yeah. it's easier to be a tuning fork. You're not too far from the metropolis, but you're way more immersed in nature and that helps your spiritual evolution and it helps you bring your gifts, but you're also not all the way out in the cave either. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's, it's not about escaping into nature away, you know, because I was like in my ways, you know, I'm a body worker I'd also do body work, energy work, and you know, I, you know, work in a lot of my business is also on the internet with my website, of you know, and all of that. And at some point, I thought, well, I could just leave to Costa Rica, live on the beach, get away from everything, or Bali and whatnot, you know. But deep inside, I said, no, this is I need to be where I'm needed. It's not where up to needed. me. It's yes. not like my ego. What you know, that's what I meant. Also, we we are too much attached to our, what you know. The ego wants one thing right what it thinks it needs but the soul you know mm. that's your true being that's mm. what you need to follow and many of us were here come to put into places where we need it it's not about escape we didn't come here for a vacation right it's we need to take care of ourselves absolutely it's such a good way to put right? it didn't come for the vacation we came for this ultimate yeah. grand challenge exactly it's it's also but of course we need to take care of ourselves yes. be discerning not fall into the trap of mechanical revolution like the trap of a revolutionary mind and all this like um, you know what even Shirobindo called the useless action and just you know it's just coming from doing doing but it's not yeah. coming from a deeper level of being and connection yeah. right. so, I have a couple questions yeah. um, on the source playing out right now and being this beautiful painting with different brush strokes as our individual contributions or a symphony with our individual instruments and notes being played is it already a predetermined process and that we express ourselves along the way? What is free will's role in that process? It seems as though potentially that the purpose of that evil is for the these bifurcating moments of deciding if something that we want to do as good or something that we want to do as a matrix control temptation. So talk to us about predeterminism, free will. That's a big question. <laughs> it's a good one. I love that one. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I'm just speaking for my own level of being, level of understanding, where I'm at. I'm not claiming to know it all, but, you know, yes. like I said, for me, most part, free will is an illusion, you know, yes, because yes. Who, is, who am I? Who is doing it, right? Yes. I may act something, but what I've realized through my own inner experiences, meditations and whatnot, inner deeper experiences, and confirmed through esoteric teachings, especially also like in lately getting into my, like I mentioned, Chikal Yoga of Sri Aurobindo and the Mother, is that we are transducers of high energies. Yes. 
So the concept we are just transducers, right? Yeah. I mean, this, the, like you know, like I mentioned, that we are in control is an illusion. Even Adyashanti said, the more you come deeper to your true being, you will realize the illusion of control and that you were yeah. never in control to begin with. And that's very offensive to the ego. It doesn't like <laughs> yeah. to hear that, right? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I want what I want, and I'm doing this. Yes, yes. But you know, but as long as we're in the outside surface consciousness, as Schumann has said, you know, we have, which is like. 0.1% of what's really going on behind the scenes, so to speak, right, on unconscious level and even on higher levels of what has actually initiated the action because we are constantly sub subjected to all kinds of forces. So the more we are unconscious, the more we are mechanical driven, the less we have a connection to a true soul, the psychic being, to the divine, the more mechanical, the more we're driven by our but like many people are mechanically through our wounds and traumas trying to recompensate something we have lost in childhood you know and like f trying to fill this hole within ourselves meaning we constantly look externally for happiness mm -hmm. as long as we keep doing that we are more subjected to the quote-unquote evil or whatever or called hostile adverse forces as Sri Aurobindo would call them or they have been given different names throughout the ages right so uh, through matrix temptations you know then very subtly then we look excessively you know money, sex, fame, right? That's how the things we're being, getting, you know, tempted with. And yes. there's nothing evil with money in itself. It's just when the greed comes in and more and more materialism and you try to make yourself feel better by, you know, just uh, materialistic stuff, whatever, right? And then fame, you're really like concerned that more people like you, that mm -hmm. you want to be, have a certain image to make yourself feel better. And all these hooks, right? To, they, they remove us more from who we truly are. Mm -hmm. Right, remove us from the kingdom within, where we are all fulfilled within. Yes. So the more we coming from that place, that we are subjected by these forces, and you know, no free will there at all, under the illusion of free will. But we are, we are like puppets on strings, manipulated, and that's how the matrix keeps humanity in check. So we can be trans. There can be can be a transducer for our own divine potential. Exactly, and that's that's the other side. So once we but engage in the, in the great work of the alchemist, the inner work, right, whatever tradition, you know, the, doing the true yoga, which is truly aspiration to surrender to the divine. Yes, like a union with threefold, it. like Sri Aurobindo said, it's the aspiration to the divine, the rejection of anything that's not your true nature, mm. right? Resisting the temptations, the interferences. Yes. And then the true surrender, when you become truly mm. that vessel, you know, and let the divine anchor and work through you, then you, you know, it's still not you doing it, because, but you offer yourself your vessel t for the divine work. Yes. And then that's where you can also access the true joy and bliss and beauty of who you truly are because the natural state of your soul, of your psyche being is pure joy. It's, it's, it's yeah. joy for life. For life. But for everything, for all of existence. existence but yes. it does not exist. Uh, that not, this, it does not depend on anything external. Yes. So if you still like... In the, the gauge, kingdom within. The kingdom within. The gauge, for example, if you, still, if you feel happy and great about yourself, Great, but if it depends on anything outside, outside yourself, on a relationship or stuff you have or life circumstances, it's still not, still not the true thing. Recipe for disaster. Right? Yes. So I'm not saying not to like enjoy, it's not to not enjoy the material world. That's also the distortion yeah. of, of yes, spirituality. Yes. Like enjoy, but enjoy, don't make yes. it attach yourself as the source for the true uh, um, fulfillment. So yes. To speak. Yes. So we being transducers the more we align with what the divine creative expression is our unique pain stroke our unique instrument or note that we're playing in the symphony the more it seems like we are just surrendered to that process without a 
of free will. At the same time, would I would, I would like to know how people lead these bifurcating moments. Example, you have your Cosmic Matrix podcast, you maybe need to do four hours of prep for one of your guests, or you have the choice of going on a hike for four hours, or doing yoga for four hours, or hanging out with Laura for four hours, etc. right? How do you make those bifurcating decisions on when to focus on mm-hmm. the prep for the work for the, or the, um, the connection to the divine and nature with your partner, etc.? How do you... Mm, that's, do you a good, that's a good question. And usually, like, it really d- depends on my own connection to my true self, to the divine. So for me, very important is having a spiritual practice. Like each morning, even before you came, yes. I do my Qigong. My Qigong, Tai Chi helps me move in meditation already to relax the body, relax the mind, yeah. followed by meditation. Usually I meditate sometimes, okay, at, at a minimum 10 minutes, usually, excuse me, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and then do in that meditation also, like I do, I start with breath work to really like relax more my vagus nerve to physiologically yeah. get mm-hmm. myself in a deep state. Um, and then I scan my body, do somatic, what's happening in my body, is there any signs? And then I do the aspiration, the deeper aspiration, divine, really calling the divine force and like, you yes. know, asking questions, intentions, and like, what does, what do you want from me to do? Aligning with consciously, with consciously with divine will, like, it's thy will, not my will, which at the beginning, when I said years ago, was, and it still comes as difficult because the ego in the mind, like, doesn't trust it. Like, the ego's like, no, I want what I want. I don't, you know, who are you, divine? <laughs> so it's like, in these moments, then I go deeper and then, um, the answer comes of what I need to do, right? Where it, does it come from? Or it comes from, it's, sometimes it's just, it's a deeper inspiration, like it's embodied, this is what I need to do. Okay. There's no question, and it's not a mental decision. Yes. Where does it come from then? Heart, gut, like it's, above? It's like, yeah, it's sometimes this, you know, this super, like it comes from above, you know, like the higher mind, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, almost the True. descent of, 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 this, of, of the divine kind force. Of like confirmed by Com- the well, then, then the heart opening and then also even just the gut, yes. you know, the intuitive sense, so to speak, but the whole body, what excites me as well. Like, I'm just like, this is what needs to be done. And if there's any moment of like, okay, I, I, it, I'm not quite sure. If the, yes, then, then, then yeah. on the other hand, I'm not, what I want to say as well, I'm not always that tuned in. Sometimes yes. then I confuse myself, should I do this? And I yes, start yes. three different things at the same time. And, you yes, know, so. and I get a bit, I get my own anxiety and I'm not enlightened, right? I have my own stuff still coming up. I get triggered totally. and like, I get tired and like, fuck, you know, and then my mind, you know, is very, I have a very self-critical mind that kind of like, you know, puts me even in a more negative state and I have to watch out for that and then maybe interferences. Likewise, so yeah. it is a battle sometimes. I'm yeah. not always lined yes. up. I'm not always like flowing on the Tao like, huh, it's, uh, you know, yeah. certainly not. It's, you take it's, it's a challenge. When that happens? But that's, uh, yeah, I need pa- confusion. Exactly. Yeah. And then being more gentle with myself. But it's like the sincerity. Like I need, I know if I don't keep up my own spiritual practice, then it comes up. And even that I need to extend beyond the spiritual one hour practice have in the morning every day you know when I come like you know for me it's like that aspiration you know this to, to, to source to something else that uh, kind of guides me and then the answers come and then also life arranges itself naturally right yeah, yeah. and we see this also like in Laura and I when we do a podcast certain topics come up we feel very excited by sometimes it comes through difficult lessons sometimes it comes through ways like 
hardships we experience in our own process and whatnot, or my own process. But that's a gift, like what I learned from. And then, you know, a lot of my writings and films I've done, or videos I've done in the past, or essays, came from a place of suffering, right? Of like, you know, and then the creative process of writing helps me to heal and then understand, and then that's where I find my gift as well to, uh, you know, to, for my work and maybe inspire and help others that way. Yes. Now let's touch on, as we go on this path of spiritual awakening and we're identifying our, defi our divine purpose is channeling through us, we're transducer for that. More and more awakened we become and more and more we are discerning of what is serving a purpose towards spiritual awakening around the world and more and more we're discerning what is not. And then what is not serving a purpose of conscious evolution around the world, those are those matrix control vectors off of our paths yeah. of divine alignment. Now, what are the most critical principles to embody for discernment? You gave the list of the money, power, and sex, that these the main vectors that can take us off of the path that we play with the constructs of the control system but we're also simultaneously building new codes to maximize spiritual evolution and to obsolete some of the old archaic codes that exist among us so speak to us about that the control system and those vectors and also just what are the forces where are they coming from were they part of source the initial creation process was that there will be these evil forces here and they will serve this purpose of consciousness and light being able to evolve more effectively because of the those forces yeah, um, I mean, for anybody who is not familiar with my work, I mean, f I first encourage you to go to my website, veilofreality.com. There's a whole also lecture I gave a couple of years ago called The Matrix Control System and the Path Towards Awakening, which lays out what we just talked about in your question in way more depth, and there's way more on my website, because it's hard to summarize a lot of these things, yes. especially if people have not come across this topic at all. At all. But what I call The Matrix Control System, we see it on, on a basic 3D level of institutions, governments, whatever, who don't have our best interest in heart and we're kind of controlled on some level, right, and, and lied to and all of that. But I talk from an esoteric, from an occult perspective, that there's the unseen occult matrix that works through humanity with occult hyperdimensional forces, entities that have given different names throughout history. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Sri Aurobindo Integral Yoe calls them the occult hostile or adverse forces, the Azuric forces. Right, that have hijacked, uh, basically it's uh, uh, infiltrated or you know invaded humanity through our own minds. Also, which are parts of creation. These but are it's called. part like that's you know that's okay. you get into very it's all very paradoxical. Yes, the same, you know like it happens. Why? You yeah, know, yeah. and uh, 
and then to other traditions, you know, uh, Wetiko. I don't know if you heard of Paul Levy. Wetiko. Wetiko, the Native uh, American expression for this alien virus that has also overtaken humanity, this predator. Mm. Right? Mm. Or the Jing from the Sufist tradition, or the general law from esoteric Christianity tradition, the Archons from the Hermetic mm -hmm. tradition. So you see all different ways that they have been yeah, named. Yeah. Right? Um, um, but, you know, the, what... Uh, the you may ask what is their agenda, right? We see it maybe on, on a 3D level of the matrix of what the elite and the shadow government and all of that, transnational corporations, what they're after is greed and money and all of that, more power for them. Mm -hmm. But that's really just a symptom, that's just a surface because they are just vessels of these higher demonic, asuric, hostile forces. Mm. And what they're, what they are trying to do with humanity through various mechanisms, control, even genetic modification, to keep us in the frequency present, to keep us mm. pitting against each other, uh, keep us in this perpetual loop of suffering, of fighting, inf you know, on a global level, war, interpersonal, and whatnot. And uh, because it creates a certain frequency, an illusion frequency, an emotional illusion, which, which sustains them, it literally feeds them. So in, an, in a very basic level, we are not on top of the food chain. Yes. And that's what the shamans call the topic of all topics, that we are like farmed for our fr mm. you know, soul frequency, so to speak. And the more we are a transducer of the uh, divine, the, the divine the gets that transcend that on a higher, yes. like the true quote-unquote okay. ascension, not in a new age sense, but raise our frequency, not in a new age way of just imagining love and light and positive thoughts. It's, 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 that's the great work. There's a deeper work. Yes. That's how we transcend these forces. That's yes. how we create true harmony in the world. That's the key to reality creation. You know, it's not going to happen through external means. You know, it, it will happen through external means, but it needs to come from this deeper alignment of being and, and, and the connection to the divine. But I also want to um, point out the importance that process is a highly individual process because we also have to understand mm. with 7 billion people on this planet, we are on vast different levels of soul development and being. And many people who, who don't have a deeper spiritual esoteric understanding fall into the trap of homogenization of humanity, that we think everybody were the same and we're going to have a collective awakening soon. It's not going to happen because we all we have to, you know. We each have our individual divine There's an individual communion. process, yeah, right? And yeah. some there are young souls here. There are soulless humans here as well, which is also a very taboo topic, mm -hmm. you know, from an esoteric perspective. And there are higher developed souls, but there's, there's no judgment. It's just the way it is. The way it is, right? So we have to like the work I'm doing, you know. Natural for me, it's like it's this is what I'm doing, but I don't expect for anybody else to do that. We all need to find our own unique expression. Expression, yes, right? yes. And then. Um, s specifically, I want to address this aspect of it, that there is some sort of a game of chess, let's call it, or risk, or whatever board game you want to call it that is being played on the planet. Yeah. And that then creation made exactly this board game to unravel itself and as it evolves we are transducers for either then if we've done sincere self-work we can channel through us light and our own spiritual awakening and others if we have not then we can be transducers for malevolence and then that is being played out like a big board game on the planet yeah. yeah yeah speak to that yeah 
Now it's also like the way I see these forces, you know, uh, it's almost like a bug in the system, like a, like a virus that has taken over, so to speak. Uh, so it is about, uh, you know, um, in a sense then the work becomes harder, you know, because it, it goes way deeper and we also going back to the questions you asked or whoever, whatever, but what's, you know, have we ever asked a question human nature, for example, mm -hmm. you know, we always like say everything we have normalized pathologies for thousands of years. We say, oh, this is just ego and all of that. But, you know, have we ever questioned human history truly? You know, because, you know, there's way more to what, you know, I mean, official history is, is most for the most part a lie agreed upon or just a, a very distorted version of what truly happened. You know, that goes back into genetic modification, alien intervention in history and forbidden archaeology. There's, there's mm -hmm. a book on it, literally called Forbidden Archaeology. Mm -hmm. I forgot by who it is, but I recommend for people to see about how, you know, we believe in a story like Darwinism. You know, we even caught in this Darwinism idea, which is also a theory, right, that we evolved just from apes and all of a sudden we're here. Never mind the missing link. And or, the Dalai Lama also recently said that, that we've just objectively... Uh, said that it's been a process of survival of the fittest and that's it whereas it completely puts compassion and cooperation and friendship and love and harmony all to the side yeah, we just we just believe it without questioning because then like i mentioned before this matrix programming of education academic institutions and just because everybody says it we believe it without ever question we just we just take it on Right. And ultimately, what is the next evolution then? Is what the next one that divine? See, that's, that's yeah. the thing. And that's why, like, again, I find, and I can also for you recommend to look a bit into the work of Sri Aurobindo and the mother. I yes, mean, for me, this, this is the ultimate, the avatar, the last avatar is incarnated in this work. I'm just starting to realize the work that he has done and how profound it is. And how After old four or five years. How, how long ago? Sh Sh Sri Aurobindo. Sri Aurobindo. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, he was like, you know, in early, early, early 20th century. Early 20th you know, century. He had, he had his, I think, first uh, connection to the supermental. And, you know, he was a quick, quick story. He was in a revolutionary. Indian? Indian he, was, he grew up in, in England. Okay. Went to get, you know, because um, that's, you know, was England, you know, was a, yeah, uh, yeah. India was a colony yeah. of England. So his parents put him and his son as an early age to England he was uh, uh, grew up there you know went to university he even taught himself he was already so he taught himself as a teenager he taught himself German so he could read Goethe philosophy. In, in, in philosophy <laughs> yeah. in original language I mean he was already out there then at, at the around age 20 he went back to India and then had to relearn his own language and then realized saw all the suffering and the political corruption and what the England uh, the English you know yeah. government was doing so he became a revolutionary. He was an anarchist revolutionary, even um, organizing uprisings and all of that, and even an atheist. And then eventually got imprisoned a few times for his writings mm. and uprisings, and then got into solitary confinement where he found his yoga and had his first enlightened yeah. experience in the prison. And then wow. the connection with the divine, and he would put on this path, and then the rest is kind of history. But he also talked about you know, you also brought up Gurdjieff in George Gurdjieff in Gurdjieff this, is, in this, yeah, it's in around, the it's around the same round. time they all lived. You know, I love that one. That but what, what you've been talking about that man is a transitional being. We haven't finished evolution, correct? Right? We are just way. Yes. We're just in an infant state. Fence we have. State, we need yes, to not yes. forget that in evolution, we're just so 
That's also because of these occult forces, because of our technological progress, of all the gadgets we have, we think we are so evolved. Mm -hmm. But actually it's an externalization of the internal technology we have disconnected from. Correct. And that's why, you know my view of the future of transhumanism and then and AI. That's mm -hmm. like the end game from an occult matrix perspective, to remove ourselves more and more from, mm. uh, from the divine, to remove the soul, like soul snatching, to merge man with machine, so we are being prepared uh, as incarnational uh, vessels incarnational for these vessels. occult forces, yes, 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 you yes. know, because yes. we become so obsessed with physical life, right? With the physical body and all of that. and. Uh, disconnect from what I call internal biological organic technology which yes. is your own DNA activation which is when you infuse it to become the superhuman superman as, as Sri Aurobindo talked not in terms in the ways Nietzsche talked about it, but Sri Aurobindo mm -hmm. completely spiritualized divinized your being that's eternal life right there eternal life right you there you transcend death you don't yeah. need to eat like that's the way to do it yes but now we're caught into externalizing externalizing it, it with and, the and people like obsessed devices. with youth and and you know you see it even on a basic cosmetic surgeries and all of that yes yes and even biohacking which has its part but it can people can also become so obsessed with physical uh youth and wanting to extend life I really and that will even will like increase with the whole transhumanism obviously right? I really want technologists around the world to pay attention to what Bernard just said this is so important it's as though we have not evolved from spiritual kindergarten yet we are democratizing exponential technologies that are godlike and these same issues seemingly have arised in the past and caused civilizational collapses. Our wisdom has not caught up to the godlike powers that we have. And that ultimately, ultimately, it is the most beautiful thing for you to fully activate your biological propensity from within this full activation of your divine potential and just be that's eternal love, that's eternal God right there and it's so evident that from our externalization and, re and reliance on the technologies and the desire for all of these externalities that make it seem like we're more technologically advanced meanwhile we're spiritually in kindergarten that we are now trying to do all of the transhuman AI things and I've actually, thanks to people like you and thanks to others that I've been studying, it's now become more and more clear that one of my roles is to help people slow down and connect more to the divine and their own purpose and activate themselves th through this, this natural biological process and then to realize that they themselves are God, that they are all that is, that they don't that we need to really slow down in our development of these super intelligences and these externalities that we are giving godlike powers to because we ourselves are not ethically or morally or spiritually advanced enough to be creating them so that's actually become a massive um, pillar of my ethos thanks to people like you and what is overall just the point the teleology, the overall purpose, the meaning of this entire 
evolutionary experiment. Creation has given us this rock orbiting this star and these bodies for us to experience consciousness and its and source with. What is the point of it? <laughs> You're asking me for the meaning of life, basically. Like, I cannot tell you what the meaning of life is. Is it something internalized for uh, each of us individually? You know, I just feel like, you know, it's God finding it's and like whatever, it's, it's beyond, it's hard for me to conceptualize even into words, right? There's something deeper emerging here, like a birth of a new world, something that has never done before in the entirety of existence. So, you know, it's like, I like the analogy, what I heard is like, you know, what we experience this new human, the superhuman, what we are truly we're supposed to evolve towards is beyond our imagination, even understanding. It's like trying to like, I, 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 I forgot to what the master said, it, but it's trying to like, talking about the dog, it's like trying to explain to a dog how a Boeing 747 works. <laughs> so that's the state <laughs> yeah. we're in right now. You know, yeah. we cannot even mentally understand. It's a deeper experience, but mm -hmm. we're in this process. But Whatever I bring out, what you talk, uh, mentioned as well, we are in very extremely critical times right now. It's time of transition. And why all paths from the bigger picture perspective will lead towards full civilization awakening. Yeah. But it's like, you know, what the mother was, uh, from integrator said, it's unconscious yoga. Like, yeah, there's unconscious mechanical evolution, but we can expedite it. You can like, if we more consciously align, then we make sure the goal will be achieved yes. without falling into what the, other many other spiritual teachings prophecies have hinted at uh, falling into another dark net of the civilization yes you know of you know what even you read an es esoteric Christianity which is the true Christian teachings but way before the, the, the church have has hijacked it um, I talked about uh, that the divine may will press the reset button if we don't heed the voice of the divine which is already calling us yes. you know Sri Bindo mentioned something similar like you know because as when you look at you mentioned at the history is cyclical you know there have been other civilizations you know that we our modern respected history books don't mention and, and you know people think it's just sci-fi but look at Atlantis that was also when you research Atlantis has been a highly developed technological civilization similar to us and through abuse of technology it's some destroyed itself so if, you know, there's the higher power which is in charge here, if we, if, if we don't learn our lessons, step up and really align with who we truly are, we will not destroy ourselves. The divine will, okay, we, the experiment failed again, we got to have to start over again. So that's, the choice is ours, there's up or down. You know, this future is not set in stone, yeah. but that's the critical moments we're in right now. And um, they eventually, yeah, all paths lead to the same, but we can, you know, it may take it can take a couple hundred years maybe just a hundred years or again more thousands of years and we need to have way more cycles of incarnation to do it over and over again until when do we get the message right and what is that then that goal that we're striving for the spiritual awakening of us individually as well as collectively harmonizing that as a pinnacle planet ecosystem yeah, it's beyond like it's also again it's 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 really hard for me even to understand on the on the on the basic the mind i am in right now on the level of being but it's f f tr f imagine transcending death there's no death you have, you have a semi mm. uh, <coughs> physical body like Sri Aurobindo and the mother talked about which by the way i want to point out when i mention who don't know their work it's not your typical guru or, or, or whatever eastern stuff i mean you know i re read his work in depth and you want you know you will see that the profound uh, teachings he he gave to the world 
but in terms of the superhuman there won't be any organs anymore right it will be energy centers so it there will be instant telepathy mm. there will be uh you know by local you can be at any point where you want you know appear just by the way you think when you're mm. fully aligned with the source this is it's it's a complete utopian service to other us uh, society where everybody's exactly doing what they are supposed That's to do from this higher perspective yes it's community you know, there's no need for any currency for any economic system there's no need <laughs> you know all mm -hmm. these are very archaic things we still operate within yes right there's complete deletion of any competition or regard for win or loss or whatever it's it's way beyond it's it's it's, it's the final uh, um, you know manifestation of the divine in in every single aspect of life and that's the best I can summarize it. That's well said. Yeah, that's well said. Um, that every single child that's being born into the world is being born into a social fabric that is literally the most conducive possible to the divine being expressed through each of us as a transducer. I love that. And then that um, being like this ultimate playground of, of, of each of us bringing our own gifts and transcending the archaic infrastructures and codes that we have now. Um, Bernard... How many episodes has it been now of the Cosmic Matrix podcast? Where you guys at? Uh, Thirteen episodes so 13 far. Thirteen episodes. Yeah. It's happening weekly, right? No, every every two weeks. Every two weeks. Yeah. So, this has been really fun seeing your diverse guests that have been coming on the Cosmic Matrix podcast, and you're hosting that with Laura, your wife. And so, teach us about what it's been like having the different guests on, learning from them, playing the games of tennis with them, kind of up leveling your consciousnesses at the same time. Yeah. Well, mostly we have we just recently started having guests you know laura had uh with her um, a friend kelsey they were doing a, uh, doing a workshop together and they talked deeply about the toxic feminine out there which is an amazing podcast and i highly recommend they go deep into the occult as well though not just only from a you know official culture perspective because especially nowadays most people talk about toxic masculinity but nobody sees the toxic feminine which were, were so they had an amazing talk my first guest was Tom Montag, is a fellow researcher and who I've uh, who have heard a lot from, uh, learned a lot from, and have been in contact, you know, over. You know, I first came across 20 years ago and connected with him like over 10, 11 years ago. So our work kind of fuses very well with an amazing talk together. Yeah, but good. most of the uh, podcasts are just uh, Laura and I talking because um, we are very, you know that's how we talk almost every day we pick a topic whatever we're going through and we're very, very good at exploring and and having a conversation about it in a, in a very natural setting and people seem to enjoy it and we really go we go deep we go into cold forces the matrix but we also talk about trauma yes wound work basic psychotherapeutic somatic work um we talked our latest podcast was tying it all together trauma cold forces and the matrix how it all works together <clears throat> we have a talk about psychedelics uh, we talked about spiritual bypassing the new age i mean you can you can find it on my website you know the first hour is free you know mm -hmm. through the uh, podcast uh, outlets itunes or on youtube as well and the second hour we usually go deeper and more personal that's for the membership of my website yes you know because we want to have a uh, safe container to explore yes. topics that may be way too out there for the public, so to speak. But it's nice to evolve and I start to have more guests and I, I like, um, you know, 
the you know the idea of just interviewing people and uh, I don't know when this will be released but my latest guest I had I just recorded it was uh, Paul Levy mm. I have him mm. on and he's the author of the spelling with Tico the, the curse of evils uh, and, Whoa, and, and his yeah. latest book quantum revelations that was very fascinating so we're gonna keep doing like just gonna lower and I together and then sometimes having guests and it's just go by inspiration or whatever topic we're into at, at any given moment yes yeah, um, the game of going back and forth with Laura as well as with the guests and actually videotaping that and putting that out to, to share with people, I'm so happy that you guys decided to do that. Um, we were talking about that when we were um, doing our first interview together about the importance of you s sharing these messages more and you've really embarked on that with this podcast. I'm very excited um, for the viewers to check it out. Again, that's on uh, veilofreality.com for everyone that wants to check out Bernard's work. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap. I think uh, we covered a really good amount of, of stuff on this one. Another one of those, yeah. like we both went out, synthesized more, came back. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. tough sometimes you know, you ask a good question, a big question, so okay, I gotta like synthesize it like based where I'm at and like you know, because I'm also you see my art people who know my work, my essays, they tend to be long because I wanna like yeah. make it tight so you know uh give also give references because these are big topics and I'm like you know, you know me like I'm changing the my work is the expression where I'm at and it keeps evolving yes. as you can Likewise. see. Yes. You know, there's a reason why I mentioned Sri Aurobindo Integral Yoga a lot because that's really what I'm diving deeper into right now. Yeah. You know, I'm just like I'm not never taking one thing as a foundation. I'm not I don't have yes. dogmatic express and like yes. oh this is the way. Uh, but you know, there's also divine guidance. You know, certain maybe you can information teachings yes. books come across just at the right time, and they that's do. for me that's the yes. perfect yes. Uh, place where I am at right now in my uh, stage of, of of evolution. This was another critical point: is that you are doing uh, like the Greek call ec eclecticos. You're very eclectic. You're pulling from different sources. You're syncretic. You're pulling from different. Um, areas and synthesizing and you're not labeling yourself with any labels and that's that's extremely important and um, I think it's a massive inspiration to people uh, to f parse what exists for the most optimal signal for them to connect with source for them to uh, to express themselves divinely in, in the lifetime that they have here yeah. and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next uh, to the next round and to see where we are. I'm sure that you can see that. Like, for me, uh, you're a, you're a little older than I am, and you've had more time to, to 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 see the world and whatnot. And but for me, especially, like I think it was about a year and almost a, a half ago or so that we did our first sit down together, and. Back then, it was very interesting seeing, re-watching and re-listening that just how much I had no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> you did very well, though. I mean, you have your own gift. That's also your... You have a gift, right? But also, we are constantly learning and fine-tuning. And then, you know, especially with that kind of work, it's like, you know, when we get to these, these topics, it's not just about the intellectual information. In itself, totally. Right? It's just like okay, there's a deeper inner experience that needs to come with it, so to speak. Yes, yes. And that 
that in that deeper inner experience was the second round that we had together after the first one did a really good job at unpacking who you are and your work the second one was about that sincere self-work in the process of the journey and this was a lot on just overall spiritual awakening um i'm just really grateful that we're able to continue doing this i hope that um the viewers thank you everyone for tuning in we really appreciate it we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode let us know what you're thinking about spiritual awakening and all the topics that we talked about with bernard today we would love for you to check out the links in the bio again veilofreality.com check that out all the articles the videos the essays the cosmic matrix podcast go and subscribe to their channel like their videos go and share their videos share more content around uh, more conversations around the world with your friends your families co-workers people online on social media about the topics we talked about today about source about our divine connection to our ultimate purpose here about the matrix control system about the light and dark forces at play what is the purpose of all this these profound questions ask them to yourself and ask them to each other more often and also support Bernard's work. You can support his work on his website. It's critical to get it out to more people. You can support Simulation. Our links are below as well. Support these artists, the entrepreneurs, the spiritual leaders, the organizations around the world that you believe in. You can find our PayPal, Patreon, cryptocurrency links below, as well as you can design cool merch and get paid. All that stuff's below. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Thank you. Good job, brother. Good job. That's good. Good job. Yeah. Felt good, no? Yeah, it felt really yeah. good. It felt really yeah. good.